Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear stories and tactics from experts and influencers who will provide you with actionable steps to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. I often compare salon ownership to an ongoing game of Tetris. You know, you're always trying to make the pieces move around your team, your sales, your clients to make them fit perfectly together and win the game of mastering a successful business. The challenge, of course, is that the pieces are always moving in different shapes and and they're unpredictable, just like humans. And whilst the more experience you have running the salon, the more in control things feel, there's still a lot of uncertainty. Like humans are unpredictable. So it often leaves you wondering what will happen next? What move will you have to make next? Well, it's not often I get to introduce a guest on my podcast for the fifth time, but Stevie English is an exception for sure. I'm super excited to have Stevie back on the podcast to share his insider knowledge to building an incredible team culture, a clientele that is growing, and most importantly, the secret to looking after you, that's you, the salon business owner, and feeling control of your business, even when uh, shit hits the fan. (laughs) Stevie's got 15 years of industry knowledge, and we're just kind of having a chat about how to keep your team happy and your business thriving without having to sacrifice your life, your freedom. Stevie is definitely a master of salon ownership. So I know you're going to love our chat. Let's dive in and hang out with Stevie. Stevie, thank you so much for joining me on the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. I'm really pleased to have you back. Thank you very much for having me back. Do you know, this is the fifth time we've hung out on the podcast which is kind of exciting um that must be an all-time record fifth well I mean I, I'm not sure I have that much to say but um I, I'm, I'm very grateful <laughs> I like the continuity of our, of our conversations over over a period of time but I'm really keen um just to have a conversation around you know the state of the industry I feel like um the drama of COVID is kind of starting to be behind us. Uh, it certainly is not over, but I do feel like um, we're well and truly in a new normal way of thinking and um, people are starting to look forward now to the future. And one of the things I observe is that uh, the way that we engage with our workforce is changing, has changed dramatically and it's, that's kind of the new, it's the new COVID. It's the new impact that we, we're dealing with, um, the way that we have to interact with our team members and our team members have expectations over us. Um, and I thought, who's the perfect person to have a conversation with us about? It's got to be Stevie. So <laughs> let's, start with, let's start with this. What has your observation been of, of how things have changed over the last year? And just let's start with this locally in your own salon. What what are the dynamics that have changed um, of recent? Um, first, I guess uh, for anyone who, although I might have been on here five times, for anyone who doesn't know me, my name is Stevie. My my uh, surname is Corfine, but my business name and my pseudonym is Stevie English. Um, 
I am a three-time Australian Creative Colorist of the Year. I uh, am a salon owner. I've had two salons, um, but now we went back to one. Uh, and we talked about that previously. I uh, have 16 staff, uh, a fantastic wife who um, does the back end of our business. So I'm quite a good driver, but now absolutely navigates um, how our business works. So, and then um, I have two kids, two dogs. I might prefer my dogs. I'm not sure. That's obviously not true. <laughs> but in terms of... In, in terms of um, this new landscape um, in business, and I, and I think that we at Stevie English Hair really concentrate on our team. So I think that um, we've, we've always sort of said we want to be the preferred place to work. Um, our culture and how we uh, spend time with our people, um, I think, is why we have a really low... Um, well, we've got a high staff retention. Uh, um, our staff seem to keep stay for quite a long time, you know. And if um, anyone does go, we sort of clap them out. I mean, we really try and, um, you know, and, and ex-staff members, you know, offer if someone, you know, they say, can you go for an apprentice to come? They they say, you should go and work there. So we, we, we've got some very, uh, we've been really fortunate in business, but I think in terms of COVID, but how our business works, I would say it's that, um, culture that seems to be it's a fun um hard working place but uh we understand that people so i'm rambling slightly but we we understand that um you're nothing without your people right and and so in covid that hasn't changed and if anything we've spoken during covid but the the, the time that we put into our people is actually what makes your business run right yeah i agree for sure yeah um, has um, the expectation so, of the team that you have currently is that is that uh, started to shift and change? Um, in terms of expectation, our expectations as a as business owners, we we want um, you know the, the, there's they've got targets. I actually call them minimums, um, but you know that all that sort of stuff is there for them. That there's there's um, career progress so you know you started it as a an apprentice and you go into and then a young color tech and if you go your dashboards your dashboards are green over a um, three-month period you can then go from a color tech to a, a stylist and new talent and a stylist and a senior stylist and a director so there's we've got career progression um covid and and, and it's quite funny because i think in australia um, we're ahead of you in New Zealand, um, and, and but then the UK is even ahead of us, right? So, like my friends back home in the UK basically said, "This COVID's gone." There's no, it's obviously it hasn't gone, but no one talks about it. It's thing, and even now, if you um, feel well, you can go to work. There's no longer, you don't have to um, isolate anymore. So, if you're feeling well, so I guess it really has left it, it, um, here in Sydney, in Sydney, Australia. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, and um, I feel like what what is left is um, we're managing it and have a new mindset around it. But the deeper impact now or fundamental change, uh, I, I over the weekend. Here's an example, Stevie. Over the weekend, I spent the weekend in uh, Taupo 
my son had a three-day soccer tournament. And so I did a lot of walking and walking around to lots of groups of people. And I walked past uh, a couple of guys chatting. And the piece of conversation that I got as I walked past is uh, post-COVID, my perspective has completely changed. And I feel like that is, it's not about COVID anymore. It's about this new perspective and how that's now impacting uh, our workforce and our team members and their expectations about how they want to run their life or what they expect from work. Um, and I feel like that's the new thing that we have to deal with now and readjust to, you know, the great resignation and, and the, the, the change of people's perspective, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think the, the, that was sort of a phenomenon that happened in the UK and overseas, that great resignation thing. Um, I think we were aware of it, so we tried to really engage with our team. Um, people realised, actually, they quite like their families and they like spending time with their dog. And they like, and so, but, but I think that the modern workforce, and this is definitely something that we try, is you, you, you have to try and keep your people happy. So if someone wants to work four days, Right, you then have a three day weekend, you make it work. So if you someone doesn't want to work Saturdays, you know, if someone wants more holidays, I think that is what the modern, um, whether the modern employer should be more flexible. You can't just be, you're a nine, you know, you're, you've got to work all the hours, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. I think you, you need to make it work for your people. If someone wants to be part time and work one day a week, okay, that's, that's how it's going to be, you know, and, and yeah. I think. Flexibility, flexibility in our business is, is really important for um, hairdressers now. And I think an old mindset was that I'm the boss, you have to just come in when I want. Whereas actually our mindset really is these people, we're here to, for them. And that, that's why they're so great, you know. And I, and I think that, that um, COVID probably has shifted a lot of people's um, thought process into the that sort of, I can be a bit more flexible with my time. I can come to work a little bit later. Uh, does that make sense? I, I 100% agree. Um, and I actually, I actually think it's a good thing um, for people to have choice that suits them and that's a change of thinking. I think it's a positive thing for the workforce. Um, I actually think it's a positive thing for us as business owners. We just have to change our expectations or, or choose to be flexible. Um, and it puts a little bit more, uh, puts the emphasis back on us to, it's a little bit like, do you know the game Tetris, Stevie? Um, do you know when all the shapes I, are falling do. down and, and you have to build the shapes? I feel like as business owners now we have to become great at Tetris in terms of uh the level of team numbers that we have and fitting them into the deliverable that we need to deliver the client and the client levels that we have. Does that analogy make sense to you? Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I've always um, thought, uh, so that's a great analogy, but I've always thought of it as a puzzle, right? Yes. And the, you, you, your puzzles that you're moving around, you know, and I guess the, the modern hairdresser, right, because there's so much choice out there as well. Right, so there's a lot, you know, that the, the environment's moving slightly, moving to that American model, that sort of sweet type thing, and you can see it coming in more and more. So long, so long ago, um, you don't have as many massive salons that have thirty people, you know. And I think now we're quite a big salon with sixteen, 
Whereas, but I think a lot more people are coming in going, I want to be my own boss. I want to do um, these things. So if you are like us who employ everybody, you have to be able to um, keep your people happy um, by offering flexible work hours, good money, good dangling carrots for them to, you know, come and do that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, How do you juggle the um, what I want versus what I can give, especially, I guess, for new up-and-coming and developing team members? You know, I want to work only nine till two um, but and I have no clientele type of scenario. Is that something that you encounter or how do you ensure you don't encounter that? Hey, I just wanted to pop in to tell you something. Don't worry, we're going to get back to this awesome episode in just a second. Now, if this sounds like you, listen up. You have a team. You love your team. But you're sick of wondering why and wishing your team would make their sales targets. You want them to be smashing sales because it shows that they're actually looking after their clients really well. Like imagine if you could have a way to make more from the clients that you already have, increase sales without spending more on advertising. Well, it's totally possible and I want to help you. And I want to help you do it with ease, in a classy way. No hard and dirty sales tricks here. Ways to serve your clients, make more, because everybody wins. The team, the client, and of course, you, the business owner. Now, if you want to find out more, just DM me uh, and let's chat. I'll make a plan for you. I'm also going to leave a link for you on the show notes of this episode. All right, let's get back to the episode. Yeah, I, I haven't really encountered that. And I think that um, when, when I talk about culture and we talk about um, everything, we have meetings every week, we do one-on-ones, the, you know, the, the, um, and, I, and I think that my job as a leader is actually just to lead. It's to sort of inspire. It's to, um, in our meetings, we always talk about, you know, uh, what we're grateful for because there's so much to be grateful for, right? And then, uh, and then we go through and I, I try and sort of give some insight into what I'm doing in that week or, you know, whether I'm with a product company testing color, whether I'm, um, you know, where, where I guess I just, I'm trying to sort of explain that the culture is so important, but also I have to be like game face on all the time because as a boss, no one wants to hear that boss. You know, they don't want to hear a whinger, right? So you've got to um, be bright and shiny and, you know, be their dad, um, be their, you know, the inspiration. And I'm sure a lot of my guys would say that I'm a twat, but, um, <laughs> you know, you have to, you, have, I, I, you know, our jobs as owners is to be there, the, the, be there for them when they need. So, I, and in terms of, because we do all of the, the meetings and we do the one-on-ones that you, we set out career paths, you know, um, I th- we don't have someone who just goes, I, I want to work nine to two. Um, but if someone we, and we have had people recently going, I want, he's a DJ at the night and he goes, I just don't want to work Saturdays anymore because I'm DJing Friday night and Saturday night. So we go, okay, so you're now Monday to Friday. And, and we obviously, it took a bit of time to slowly move him off Saturdays. So, you know, you set your time, you set your parameters, and then now that's what he's doing. And I, th- I think really it's all about um, being nice 
being flexible uh, and as a boss, just trying to be there for them, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Um, and I think the challenge is to get to the point where it takes time to set a culture and build a culture that's established like that uh, or, the, or that you even have a team that's big enough to manage when one person doesn't work on a Saturday. Um, and that just, we need to be patient yeah. a little bit with, with taking our time to build the culture, to invest in the people and to get to that stage when you can do that, right? A hundred percent. And um, I've been in business for 15 years, right? My, my wife and I. And so we've definitely got better uh, at a lot of this stuff. Like, you know, you, you don't um, become a great boss overnight, you know, and I'm not saying I'm not calling myself a great boss, but I, I think that, you know, but you could. we definitely have did, did stuff and go, <laughs> I'll leave that to someone else. But there, there was definitely things that we did to go, I wouldn't do that again. Yeah, you, go, you, you, you learn, you know, and often you don't learn from doing something really well. You learn from making a mistake and you go, okay, that, that I won't do again. And so Mel and I can, um, can sit here 15 years in running our business. So it's a much tighter ship than it was back in the day. And our, our behaviours around people have got so much better because we understand our business as well. So. Um, so if anyone who's listening and they've just started, I, I think it's um, it does take time <laughs> to get your culture yeah. right and it does take time to um, – and, and I think that I have learned from all the great bosses I've had, but I've also learned what not to do as well from some of those. And, and not because, you know, I, I think it's that, oh, I wouldn't talk about money or I wouldn't do this or I wouldn't do – so I think that, you know, that's – the reason we stand here at 15 years is because we have – taken our lessons, had our medicine, and then and here we are still rocking and rolling and, and doing our hair game in Sydney. Yeah, all right. I've got two quick things to um, uh, connect on because you said two really important things that I want to just kind of dig into a little bit. One is um, the dynamic of the two of you having front end and back end and having real clarity around roles. I think that's pretty special for um, a couple to be able to work together and have that worked out, but you've got clearly defined roles. Um, what, you know, has that been part of sort of the, the positive dynamic to get you here as having clarity around who's doing what and owning different parts of the business? What are the lessons from that? Uh, uh, absolutely. It's the reason that we, um, I guess, have been successful. I think that if I was left to pay invoices and it's not really, I'm ADHD, left-handed dyslexic. Okay. So I can sit in, I was the nightmare kid at school. I, uh, you know, I get up, I, I, I'm, I shout. I'm, I'm, I'm one of those sort of um, uh, very disruptive in a class. I, I literally can, I, I sometimes I even finish my, my sentences, my staff are told totally that. Like I'm like, and then my brain goes off somewhere else. Whereas Mel <laughs> is very detailed. Um, she is uh, really, really, um, I don't even know our logins into some of our like banking stuff, right? So, so and, and I guess that shows you, but then I do the creative, 
So Mel absolutely runs our business amazingly and um, pays all our people and everything. You know, there's no um, stone unturned and everything's above board and there's all, you know, as, as business has, has to be. Um, and my defined role, I guess, is um, as a leader is to be the um, shiny idiot that um, pushes us and does all the education. And I guess because I work for product companies as well, it gives that, that gives us another little bit of clout. Um, and I run our team that way as well, because I also believe that um, everybody we, I hire, I have to I hire someone because that's the best bit right? when you hire someone, everyone's happy. But firing someone's horrible. Right, so I, mm. I, but I believe that I, I hire everybody in our company because I know that it doesn't work out. It's on me, and so, um, but yes, our defined roles make it easy. So Mel does all the ordering. Yeah. she does all the paying the bills. So there's something and to be said about stuff. yes, <laughs> but there's something to be said about uh, staying in your zone of genius, if you will, and recognizing. Um, one's strengths and weaknesses and um i wonder too you know whether the lesson here is stay in the things that you're really good at and hire for the things that you're not because not everybody has the luxury of having one uh, a partner that can join the business and two that has opposing skills to complement each other um like i wonder if my husband and i work together we might kill each other and that would not be a good dynamic um so I know when I, I know when I had my salon, we had a team of 30, I had people around me that were detail orientated and could do process because I'm, I'm great at creating process. I'm really terrible at running the process. I just can't run something more than once yeah. or twice. It just drives, it kills me. Um, so rather than me trying to be good at process orientated tasks, I'll just hire somebody else to do it. Is that part of the lesson here? Is that the takeaway? Like, stay in your best zone of genius. Uh, I think that, um, and there, there are plenty of people out there that will be listening that have to do everything in their business because that's how it works, right? Um, I really believe in hiring the right people for the job. And I also think the use of my time, right? So, when we go back to COVID, we've got 24 hours in a day. We learned that there was all this sort of time, but why use my time that where I can do a half of the highlights right, and make money um, and be happy seeing my people uh, rather than filling out, you know, filling out forms or doing uh, the, the sort of the nitty gritty. So I do really believe in um, surrounding yourself with people far better than you, me. And, and I, I, my team, I think really are, and they make me look good, but really it's, um, it's because they're so talented and, and, and cool. And Mel makes me look good because she does everything, all the I's and the T's. And, and I think that that's um, – so if you can hire all those things that you can't do, you absolutely should. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think that's the, that's the kind of the genius moment is it's not that it's your talent going and doing all of the things, but that you're smart enough to know to hire great people to go and do all of the things. Like that is the magic, really. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it would be like, um, you know, you get me to come and cut your hair, but I'm a colorist. Right? That makes no yeah. sense. So, yeah, I, I, you exactly. know, you, you, you really get the people that um, uh, can make you look good, right? How, how, how did so people can make you shine, right? Or, you know, 
Um, but then you can stay and do the things you want to do right? and what you do best. Stay in your lane, hydrated, off we go. Yeah, agree. All right, w- one last little comment. You said to me, as the business owner, I need to throw up Game Face on, and I'm on. Uh, what would, like, that's, I, I agree, it's the, it's the most perfect thing that you should do. That's hard to be on and to be game face all of the time. What would you say is like the one thing that you do to make that makes sure that you can be that person? Uh, I, I guess it's um, having a good. Uh, <laughs> this is going to sound quite silly, but it's about having a really balanced life in terms of getting up to train, eating well fruit and vegetables, drinking lots of water. And, I, and don't get me wrong, I, you know, I, I drink plenty of booze and, and I'm often very hungover. But, but I think that if you can kind of um, five days a week, get into the gym, have your walk, your dogs, you know, uh, surf, whatever your is your, you know, if you do yoga, you do all that. And I think that that stuff actually makes me a better person right? when, when I am actually um, uh, training. My, my head, you know, works to my head, you know, and I, and I think that that makes it easier to um, whatever's coming at you, it's easier to um, take everything on, right? So, so I, I, part of my good habits would be that in terms of trying to get as much sleep as you can, drink lots of water, exercise, um, and, you know, and laugh a lot, I think. You've got to take, you know, try not to take anything too seriously. That would be my probably my other one with my my guys. Is I, I do really try and just have fun because I spend more time with my staff. So you, you might as well have fun, right? Than you do after yeah. at home. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah, no, I am um, I love that. I, I agree with that too. It's it's easier said than done. Uh for me, it's I, <laughs> I call it now. Yeah. I call it now white space. And for me, that's like making sure that I get away for the long weekends or have regular holidays, every school holidays, I'll take the time because it's in those moments of either traveling or standing soccer side or I don't know, when I'm walking, that's when I solve all of the problems. That's when all of the stuff comes together in this white space for everything that's going on to land. And without that, you're just in the sea being swished around with the tide. Um so, yeah, I, I love that. The health, the exercise, the water, and white space. And laughing. That's the, that's the magic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, think, I think it is. Oh, sorry. Um, I, and it just, it, I think it just makes you a better person if you're doing all those things, right? Yeah, you know? For sure. You're, you're a better dad. You're a better father, mother, husband. You know, when, you, when you're looking after yourself, you know, that means you can then look after your business and you can look after your people and you can look after, you know, yes. so, and it sounds so simple, but it actually, that sort of stuff really does work. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. And when your business is running well, that allows you then to be present and to do those other things. So they kind of go hand in hand, right? And then they both work beautifully. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. I think, I think there's some... Uh, there's some magic in that. I want to recap a couple of really key points. Uh, culture ultimately, c- culture and career pathing will ultimately uh, stand you stead in this new way of doing business. Oh, no, let me reframe that. Flexibility, culture um, will stand you in good stead for 
managing and recruiting your team. Um, do the work that you love and outsource or recruit for the stuff that you don't, not your zone of genius, and then look after number one because then you can look after <laughs> your business. Is that a good summary of today's chat? Those wow, yeah. It sounds like we've... Yeah, very good. Um, <laughs> I, 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 you know what I mean? I said, did we actually say that? <laughs> I'm, I'm never really sure what's going to come out of my mouth at any given time. <laughs> <laughs> we said some profound things. Uh, there you go. That was the summary of the day. Um, Stevie, it's always amazing to come and just kind of chew the fat. And I know that some of those key things are going to give some inspiration to you guys that are listening. So I really appreciate your time. And, and I actually, I often when I'm walking, like I was walking this morning and um, I quite often have you in my ear listening to some of the other um, people on. And, and so it's good. I, you know, I, I love a podcast. So um, it's nice to hear other people. And you can, all, I always think I get something off someone. There's always yeah. something oh, I, I yeah. to that or I can do, you know, which is good. Yeah. Any book or any podcast or anybody that you're following you that that is uh, that we should get our hands on? Uh, I, I I read fantasy books. So <laughs> probably, you know, and because and I want to sometimes I don't read business books or anything. I listen to business people. So like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm listening to the um Diary of a CEO at the minute, the Stephen Bartlett, and I think that yep. he has some very interesting um, uh, guests on there, and so I, so I listen to him a lot. But I also I'm a, a fanatic football fan, so I listen to like lots of football podcasts as well. So it's probably not going to help any of you guys. So sorry, I'm a West Ham fan. <laughs> so <Are you>? yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, thank you, Stevie. I really appreciate it. Nice to catch up. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, take it easy and I'll, I'll see you soon. You will. And that's a wrap. Stevie, you know I appreciate the time that you take to chat and your willingness to share your experience right here on this podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. I work with salon owners all around the world who are on their journey toward salon mastery. I work with owners by coaching them through a nine-part plan, stepping you through the strategies, the systems, done-for-you business frameworks and resources that simplifies any of the challenges that we come across when running a business. And I'm looking for five owners to work with in 2023 to take their business to the next level. So if this sounds like you, all you need to do is click the apply now button on the show notes of this episode. Let's see if Salon Mastery is the right fit for you and the right place for you to grow a successful business. Thanks for connecting with me on the podcast. Ciao for now till next week. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the podcast. Tune in every week as I reveal the latest insights and advice on what it takes to truly master your inner salon CEO and master your salon success. Subscribe to the Salon Owners Collective podcast on iTunes or Spotify or visit us online at www.salonownerscollective.com. But make sure to join me in my Facebook group for answers to common questions and much, much more. Thanks for listening and I look forward to tuning in with you again next week.